like, I mean, I, I like the setup. There you go. Um, that's nice that that was reserved for non-smokers. Absolutely, no smokers. Good, so that means that you'll have your voice for as long as you live, not Yeah, smoking, smoking it bothers me a lot. Mm. Um, now, could you pronounce this name for me again? Mikonik? Mikonik. M-I-C-A-H-N-I-K. So, um, Balk and Mikonik were credited with uh, producing your early hits, but did no, you... No, no, Balk. Well, Balk, you're right. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of an M. And he did production. produce them, and he did a good job. Um, were there any production touches on those hits that were your idea that he decided to use? Like anything that you could oh, think I'm of? Oh, I'm sure there were. Mm. I mean, I played the guitar on most of them, and I played, uh, I arranged most of them. Mm. I did the harmonies, I arranged the harmonies. I arranged most of my songs. Mainly they were just basically guitar and organ and stuff, and I'd work with a band, and he'd go in the studio. Mm -hmm. And I definitely needed him at the time. Mm -hmm. He was a... Uh, he had had the Hurricanes before that, Johnny and the Hurricanes, so he had a lot of experience in the studio. Plus he had a lot of success, so that helps. I mean, they were the number one band and he was right. their producer, so you can't beat that, you know, experience. And I hadn't a clue about studios at all. I wouldn't have known what to do. So it, it all worked out, except I didn't get paid uh, what I thought I should be getting paid, and uh, what I did is sued them. Mm. And then I got all my copyrights back. Dan, mainly Dan Burgoyce, my manager now, who's been taking mm. care of business for me for years, mm. takes care of all my publishing, and we got together and he said, you ought to have your publishing back, and uh, 12 years ago, we got them all yeah, back, that's everything. That's great. So it is pronounced Burgoyes. I, I mm -hmm. always thought reading it that it looked like Bourgeois. Bourgeois, it is Bourgeois, but it, we call him Burgoyes. <laughs> Dan Burgoyes. When did you first begin recording in stereo? Oh, uh, you know, I never knew I had stereo. I was, see, I never got a technical, I still don't even today, when I work with Jeff Lynn, it's like, I don't know what he's doing. He plays with knobs, and I play with a few knobs. The only do, thing I just ride. Mm -hmm. I'll ride up voices, and I'll ride up little tricks. So you mean just volume? And mm -hmm. do, do you bring up a guitar here and there, and I'll just bring up background voices, but all the other crap. And mm -hmm. So I was surprised when I saw an album that was in stereo that I never knew was in stereo. You They're rare. They're about $600. You don't think it was reprocessed? Mm -mm, I don't think so. Uh, I think we asked him, and he said, yeah, he did a few stereos. And they're about six hundred dollars now, wow. four or five hundred dollars. Um, yeah, you know, album. I was this week. I was dying to buy a copy of your version of She because I could just picture how you would have done it. And I went to the record stores, and the lowest price I could find for it was fifteen dollars. Really? I just didn't. I mean, the, uh, other stores were charging like twenty-five, which I'm sure is the book price for it. But I didn't have fifteen dollars. So. I mean, for a record, that's a lot of money. Plus, it isn't that good of a record. I don't think. I didn't see. <clears throat> I got to be very careful when I do other people's songs. Mm. If somebody writes a song for me, I have a hard time with it, like uh, answer to everything. It was successful as far as uh, a lot of requests like overseas, but right. I never would. took 23 takes to get it and I never was happy 23 with it. 23 takes? In those days, you know. It's just uh, it's did a pretty lot song though, I like the song. Mm. Yeah. But I can it's see how it, me, so it, sound, it sounds kind of, um, it doesn't sound quite as straight from the heart as your original sound. Right. Um, so do you know when you began recording in four-track? Keep searching, I think. Keep, keep searching. Um, now, when you harmonized with yourself on, on those records, um, how did you do that? Did you have to keep bouncing down on, on the four-track? Bouncing down. Bouncing down is when you suddenly switch all four tracks onto one track. So yeah, and then you got four open. Right, four open. That's right. ping-pong. Ping-pong. Oh, ping-pong. Did you have to do that a well, lot? 
Uh, well, I don't think we did it a lot. Our records, if I did a harmony, it's on one track, and the mm. lead's here, and then he would take those two and I think put them together, mm. and he'd have an open track. It was very tricky in those days, you know, you couldn't go back and once those are, voices are locked in, that's it, you can't go back. And Gypsy Woman, when I produced that record, I had 8-track. Mm -hmm. We did that and Max brought that machine, the 8-track machine. I think so he was always on top of the technology. Oh yeah, and I think he, Rolling Stones may have did uh, Satisfaction and stuff on that machine, but I'm not sure. Because Dave Hassinger was the engineer for me on Gypsy Woman. I know that name. I, I do. Hassinger did Satisfaction. Right, right. He did a lot of those records, and now I think he works a lot with Jimmy Bowen in Nashville. I haven't seen Dave in a long time. Um, you wrote a lot of girls' name songs, mm. um, Jody, Kelly, Sue's Gotta Be Mine. Were any of those about, like, real Kelly, real Sue? Yeah, not really. Just fictitious names, you know? Well, around that time, too, um, a lot of hits had girls' names. Well, I always like girls' names. I always have. I like girls. I always like girls. I'm glad I, I, I like girls, you know. It'd be kind of weird if I didn't, you know. <laughs> right, and I'm sure on the road you've, you've met musicians who went all different ways. 